Okay, so it turns out we may not have to worry about this election after all. What? Hello, this is Karen. And this is Kevin. And, and this, this is, is Right From, from Us. us. Yeah, um, here, scientists are saying that there's a refrigerator-sized space rock headed for Earth. It's, it's supposed to hit the Earth, or at least graze by the Earth, uh, on November 2nd. Well, of course it is. So we may not need to worry about the election after all, oh so gosh, just, let's just forget it. Let's just talk about something else. This year else. is never going to be over. Yeah, speaking of things that, that happened this year, you know, there's been some crazy things that happened this year. We, and, but one thing, a few weeks ago... Um, Eddie Van Halen died. Yeah, I saw that. That's so sad. Remember when you and I went to see one of their concerts? Yeah, you know, uh, he's always been uh, s- sort of a, you know, I, I, I play the guitar, and I've always liked his guitar playing and tried to play like him, so it's pretty sad. He's been a huge inspiration to you, and I know that you've always looked up to him and, you know... Yeah, yeah. One thing I remember specifically back in the '80s, I was reading an interview with with Eddie Van Halen, and um, in the interview, Eddie mentioned that people would come up to him all the time and say, "Hey, Eddie, I love your guitar playing. I always wanted to be able to play guitar like you." And Eddie would say, "No, no, you didn't." And they pe- people would go, "What? I, yes, I always wanted to play guitar like you." And he and he would say, no, no, you didn't. I practiced the guitar 10 to 12 hours a day or more wow. for years and years and years to be able to play the guitar like this. And that would be basically just shut the person up. But well, I thought that was interesting. That's something that always always stuck with me. You know, if you want to be the best, best at what you do, you've got to put in the effort. Yeah, in some ways that's kind of mean because, you know, the guy is just basically idolizing him but i definitely understand where he was coming from on that message if you want to do something then do it don't just talk about it don't just dream about it kind of like me in writing i would love to be a writer but ultimately i'm lazy and it's writing is hard so i've just i put it off but that's my dream so i definitely understand where eddie van halen was coming from because he was the best because he's because he put in a lot of blood sweat and tears over being the best so it was very sad he had was it uh, throat cancer uh, well, it started out with tongue cancer, and then it spread to his throat, and then just all over his body, apparently. Yeah, it was sad. That's a, that's a sad loss to the rock and roll world. Yeah, for sure. Okay, what else do you want to talk about today? Well, um, <clears throat> we had the debates this week. I didn't watch it. Did you watch I, it? I didn't. I can't I stand. I heard it was great. I heard I it was better than the last one. Watching, I can't. I can't stand watching stuff like. Well, it depends what news media you look at to to determine who won or not. I mean, uh, the vast majority of the news is just you know just saying uh, this was this was Biden's finest moment and he was commanding and you know. I don't know about that. I don't know. I think it's. I mean, can you really? Can you really judge who won or lost a debate? I think it's all in presentation and the message they got across. I, I think that they both had some pretty good zingers. I mean, the bottom line, were you were you swayed by anything they said? Did they give you any new information? That's kind of how, how I re- review debates, basically. The, the one quote that I saw of President Trump's that I thought was just nailed it was he President Trump said, 
you know, Joe, I ran for president because of politicians like you. Yeah, that was a pretty good one because he saw the the inadequ- inadequacies of Obama and Biden in office, and it, it spurred him on to actually run for president because he wanted to make some changes. He thought he could he could do yeah, it. Yeah, he just couldn't take it anymore. He's he had to run for president. You know, that's interesting because I saw an earlier interview of Trump. Oh my gosh, he was a young man, and they the inter- the reporter asked him if he would ever run for president because you know back then people the press loved Trump, they loved him. And so they did a lot of interviews with him and were very nice to him back then. And he says, you know, I really don't have any interest in running for president. He said, but if I saw the country get to a point where I thought I didn't I didn't agree with the way it was going or I thought I could get in there and make some changes, I'm not completely ruling it out. And that's consistent with years later, here we are. And that's exactly why he ran for president, because he felt like Obama just flushed it down the toilet. Yeah, and you know, after watching for years and years and years, these politicians just getting rich in Washington, you know, all the kickbacks and all the the things that go on. While you know, we're we're just working away and paying our taxes. These politicians are just getting rich, like the Clintons. You know, their Clinton Foundation. They've got the uh, uh, things worked out to where that the the country's fund their um, foundation, the Clinton Foundation, what, so they can get favorable rulings in, in Washington, things like that. I wish more people would pay attention to that stuff, too, because, I mean, that's what really makes me the most angry is they're, they're feeding off people's vulnerabilities and naivetes and things like that. You know, it's people just are not paying attention to what they're doing, and, and they're just, they're robbing you people. They're robbing you of the the money that you worked very hard for, if you sat down and actually figured out how much in taxes you paid every paycheck, I think there would be a revolution. But they're so spread out and they're so sneaky about it that people don't realize just how much money the government is taking from you. Yeah, so so rapper 50 Cent said he, he was voting for President Trump because he didn't want to be known as 20 Cent. Yeah, which as is a funny, result of Biden's but taxes. isn't it sad, but human, for him to reach that point where it's like, okay, I'm no longer going to vote Democrat because now it's affecting my bottom line. It's affecting my wallet, which I'm not saying it's a bad thing. And that's, you know, I mean, you work very hard for your money. You want to protect that. But it's sad that we've gotten, he's gotten to that point where it's like, okay, forget it. I'm out. I'm, I don't want you to take my money anymore. And then Chelsea, Chelsea Handler in an interview with 50 Cent said something so incredibly insulting. I can't believe people are not outraged about this, about, hey, do I need to remind you, 50 cents, that you're a black person? So I guess because he's a black person, by default, you're just supposed to vote Democrat. That is so insulting. Yeah, well, Joe Biden said, if you're if you're not voting for me, you ain't black. I tell you what, I don't know how the black community feels about that, but I'm outraged on your behalf. I think that is just insulting, as if you don't have a brain in your head, to, you can make any kind of intelligent decisions And you're only making a decision because of the color of your skin. That is insulting and racist. Isn't that racist to say? You know that is racist. That is the definition of racist. When you're 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 lumping a group of people into a category solely because of their skin skin color. That's just it's terrible. Yeah. So anyway, we also had the the uh, Hunter Biden laptop surface this week. You know, confirming all the. the the corruption that the Bidens have been in involved in all these years, where the basically they uh, 
Hunter Biden would get a big p- position with a country or with a big organization in a foreign country, and then there would be a kickback to to Joe Biden, the big guy of 10% or 50% or whatever it is, yeah. confirmed by the laptop emails and uh, also a business associate that came forward this week. Hmm. I'm going to play the devil's advocate for a moment, even though I totally understand where they're coming <coughs> from on the laptop, and that's that's evidence of corruption. But then they come out and said, oh, there's some sex tapes that just came out of Hunter Biden, and he's smoking crack, and all yada, yada, yada. I mean, why should we care about that? Who cares? Okay, yeah, so he's a disgusting human being, so let him be a disgusting human being. Well... You know, I, I suppose, but th- I guess the flip side of that is they've got all these emails now from he, Hunter Biden to, to business associates all over the world, you know, confirming th- what President Trump has been saying all along, that, that there's, there's these kickbacks coming back to Joe Biden, the, you know, the Biden crime family. Yeah, I guess it's, to me it's just two separate issues because that would be just like them going after a kid of of Donald that, Trump's that's, that's making bad life decisions. I mean, that, that's one angle that the Democrats are trying to to go for is you know the the poor guy's got you know some drug drug issues and whatever. So but they're saying, oh, so don't be too hard on because he has a drug habit and he's got a he's got a bankroll his his drug habit a habit. So don't be too hard on the guy. I don't know. I all these sex tapes and these scandals about what people do in their personal lives. Yeah, it's disgusting, but do we really care? Well, I, I guess the important part is the the fact that there's all this evidence now. Yeah, now that that I understand and I can I can back because that's But those are confirmed and verified emails from well, but now, now the FBI <laughs> now we should really be we should really feel uh happy because the the FBI is taking the laptop, so you know, you know what's going to happen now. Nothing, just like uh, thirty thousand Hillary emails that the, that the FBI has that nothing ever happened about, and whatever else. You know, it's kind of like the in the the Raiders of the Lock, Lost Ark, the the Ark of the Covenant at the end just goes into this big huge warehouse and just gets forgotten about. You do have to wonder though, what what happens to some of these documents? I mean, these FBI. You know, they confiscate all this evidence, and then you don't hear a word about it. They just bury it's it. It's like, what happens? Do they bury it, or are they still trying to collect evidence? Or, I mean, like, what happens to this stuff? It, it just, just disappears. Gets buried. It, just, it just gets buried, and nothing ever happens to these people. So it makes you wonder, what else have they di- have they buried? What else have they, you know, never brought to light or talked about or prosecuted? Or You know, that's what, what President Trump is fighting against. You know, he fired... Comey, James Comey, the director of FBI, FBI, because of this stuff. But you know, nothing ever happened to James Comey. In fact, he's he's becoming richer and richer because of his book deals and all of his television appearance. Well, appearances. he's just a figurehead. I mean, he's not the one that actually probably buried all this stuff. What about the actual people that? that I don't know. He's the director of FBI, so you know, you'd think he would be definitely involved in it somehow. Well, he might have told these people to do it, but okay. So, I understand prosecuting him and and. And that kind of stuff. But what, okay, the bottom line is, but what's happening to the evidence that they're finding? Are they continuing to investigate? Are they just, they're just not talking about all this stuff, all the corruption that Coney, you know, supposedly or did instigate? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's all getting blamed on the Russians. Now, the, the, this, uh, <coughs> this laptop is in the news media is that they're, they're saying it's a Russian, 
uh, what's the word they're saying? Just a, a Russian diversion or something like that. Oh, Russia, Russia, Russia. You know, if you think about that logically for just one second, so you're saying the Russians planted a laptop almost a year ago in, in a uh, computer repair shop and did, then just waited, just waited for uh, something to happen. You know, it's, it's just ridiculous. You know, they planted, they, they fabricated these uh, emails and they fabricated the videos of Hunter Biden and just waited for this to come out. Well, what's the goal of that? I mean, I thought they hated Trump. So for them, that's just say for the sake of argument, that's what they did. They're trying to help Donald Trump. I thought they hated that, Donald Trump. Uh, Get your story just, straight, it people. Just, it's just beyond belief it what they're saying. It doesn't make any sense. And how, how it's just getting buried, you know, to... Twitter and Facebook just buried the story. They just, in fact, the New York Post's, the New York Post's Twitter account still has not been reactivated after this. I, you know, that whole thing, I'm so over Twitter. I am so over Twitter. You know, I think other people are too in other companies. I noticed something on my Goodreads account. They have a, a, a notice at the very top of their of the page whenever you sign on that they are no longer going to allow you to sign on to Goodreads using your Twitter account. And they're no longer going to allow you to, like when you finish a book, the tweet automatically goes out to Twitter to give, you know, you're giving it the, the rating and everything. They're basically cutting ties with Twitter. I thought that makes me... So I just love Goodreads that much more because of that decision. It's like, okay, Twitter has become toxic and we no longer want anything to do with it. So we are cutting ties with Twitter. And I thought that was fantastic. Did, did they actually say they were cutting ties or did they just say they're not going to, they're not going to, um, sh share your responses or feedback with well, Twitter? You're no longer, you can no longer sign on to your <coughs> Goodreads account, <coughs> um, using Twitter because you know how sometimes you go on to places and it says sign yeah. on via your Facebook or whatever so you're they're no you're no longer allowed to do that and then you're you they won't be um, automatically tweeting your recommendations for books and this stuff anymore so no they did not actually come right out and say they're cutting ties with Twitter but how else are you supposed to perceive what they're doing right now with all this Twitter scandal right so right there was also the uh, th this week the there's this company called Expensify that a lot of companies use to uh, for, for employees to record their expenses. And Expensify sent out an email to 10 million of their customers, all basically their entire customer base, uh, in support of Joe Biden for president. Wow. So there was there was like a, just a flood of customers uh, saying, well, uh, after after October 31st, we'll be using a different expense platform so well you know what good for them and that gets back to I mean, that's just like right up there with all these companies coming out saying oh we you know we we support black lives matter and we're against racism and stuff you know that bed bath no 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 bath and body works this website still has a big banner on there about we support black lives matter and we're anti-racist and stuff okay great but you know what just sell me some damn lotion i don't care yeah. about your political views that's not what I'm yeah, here for, buddy. Yeah, yeah, just if you're a company, just stay out of politics. I just think it's insulting. Who cares what you guys think? And okay, it, you know, great. Especially supporting a domestic terror organization like that. That's 
That's just beyond belief. It, it's, it is so stupid, and I don't know what they're hoping to gain by that. I think they just make more people mad than anything else. Oh, you know what? If it's, it comes down to me buying some body lotion at Walmart or body lotion from Bath & Body Works, oh, you know what? They support BLM. I'm going to buy it from them. No, I'm going to buy it where it's cheaper. I don't care what your political views are. Sell me some lotion. That makes me so angry. I just can't stand that. I, d I think that's actually counterproductive when companies make announcements like that. Okay, well, since we, we got on to BLM, let's, um, apparently there's, there's um, information out there s showing that there's a bunch of planned uh, protests and riots, uh, uh, assuming President Trump wins the election. There's uh, riots planned for, you know, after, after he wins. This is so sad that we've gotten to this point where it's like, okay, if we don't get our way, we're going to start writing. We just want you all to know that right now. I guess yeah, that's supposed to scare us into, oh, another well, we don't want that to happen, so let's all vote, vote for Biden. Yeah, another threat. I mean, that's that's domestic terrorism at its core. They, they can't win on their merits. You know, they don't have a plan. The, the Democrats don't have anything, so they are basically playing on fear. Right. You know, they've got the COVID thing. They're, that's a big fear thing that they're promoting. They're still, still, ridiculously. Um, <coughs> they want to raise taxes. Oh, but they don't want to raise taxes, Karen. They're just going to uh, repeal the tax plan that President Trump put out there. Well, again, let's look at this logically. If they take away what President Trump did and you no longer have your taxes cut, then that means your taxes are going to go up just by taking it away. I don't know why people have such a hard time thinking about that. So it's not a plan. It's raising taxes in a pandemic when everybody's already hurting and have lost their business and money's tight. I just think that's so insulting. Okay, do we want to get to COVID now? Sure. Oh, COVID. When are we going to be over this nightmare? This is so crazy. Did you know that there's... Um, there? still can't believe this is true. When I first told Kevin this, he was like, oh, that's not true. And I had to prove it to him. There are actually restaurants, I think in New York, I could be wrong, but there are restaurants with outdoor seating options that are now actually putting their customers in a bubble. A literal, like bubble boy. Think bubble boy. It's a literal plastic bubble with a table in there that you can go in and you can eat outside is that not insane? I think we have lost our minds. I really do. How is that well, helpful? The you know, you have no fresh air. Your waiter is bringing germs in every time that he or she comes in to serve you. That air is not filtered. You're breathing the same air, just like you were breathing the same air when you wear a mask. I mean, you got to give it to these restaurants, though. They they are just trying anything oh, they can I do know. to be able to stay open and and do business. The, yeah. the these. New York and California have just put a stranglehold on c companies. Yeah, they really have. And I and I say that not to not to belittle the restaurants that are trying it because again, like you said, they're just they're desperate at this point. They just want to make some money so they can stay open. But it's just so sad that we've gotten to this point where we're actually eating dinner in a bubble. It's just sad. And President Trump was calling New York a ghost town because you know, you can't go out and live your life because New York has got everybody so fearful that it's just 
this is gonna this is going to backfire, you know. Um I don't you think? For him. I mean, there's a certain number of people that are going along with this. You know, I, I see people driving in their car by themselves all the time with a mask on, which that is just. Yeah, but they're just. To me, that's just ignorance. They're just. They just don't know. They, they're. They're. Well, if you. Hook, if you, line, and sinker buying what's being fed to them. If you watch what's on the news, the regular news media, yes, you would be. Yeah. Hunkering down in your basement. <laughs> I know. You wouldn't leave your house for. <laughs> it, it really is amazing. I, I. I try not to watch it very much, but every once in a while, I just. Look at a TV, you know, TV screen. They've got the big, the big scoreboard of I the know. number of COVID cases, and you, you got to distance yourself from this madness. It's just insane. We live in an insane time, and you know, evil people are going to take advantage of that fear, and they're just going to keep feeding it because fear is such a powerful motivator and such a powerful emotion. We, um, speaking of COVID as well, are two outlying cities they're not as big as the city that we live in but they initially the um, city council got together and the people spoke and they said no we don't want to mandate mask wearing so their city council said okay well the people have spoken so we're not going to do this and for a long time they didn't and you and I would go to these cities on purpose and shop just so that we didn't have to wear a mask because the city that we currently live in has a mask mandate so you have to wear a mask everywhere right I really liked going to that county because yeah. you know we live pretty close to it so we always drive over there to be honest we were us. thinking about moving it was, yeah, to it these was, counties because you know all right they're actually listening to the people as opposed to the county we're living in right. which is not listening Th- to us th- things were fairly normal though you could yeah. go you could go shopping with no mask it was it was pretty wonderful well and then do you want to tell the story well <coughs> they were pressured by a, sp- a couple of springfield um uh medical facilities to implement mask ordinances and the the mayors of these two cities just unilaterally put in mask ordinances executive order how can they they do that completely bypass the city council they completely disregarded what the american or what their what their constituents wanted they just said nope we know best we know what's best for you we're going to implement a mask mandate and now you have to wear a mask i'm just i'm making that order i'm making that decision right now screw everybody else how is that even possible? I mean, Talk I, about I, I haven't heard what the Christian County uh, Health Department has said about it. I mean, were they were they behind it too, or you think that would come from the health department first, and then the mayors would I have no idea. give an uh, executive order? But yeah, they just unilaterally said we're going to have masks. It's no no longer about representing you; it's about ruling you, and yeah. that is a scary road to go down, folks. We need to yeah. put our foot down and say no. I'm excuse me, sir. This is the republic. We're a democracy. I no, just, we're not going to do that. I'm just wondering if there's any lawsuits in the works on that deal. I kind of hope there is. Honestly, I feel like they've mishandled this whole situation so badly. Yeah, and then we've also got Dr. Fauci out there now saying that he wants a mandatory mask. Federal mask mandate. He wants a federal mask mandate. Every All 50 states need to wear a mask at all times. So people out in Montana, you know, in the middle of nowhere will be wearing masks. Okay, look, let's let's play the devil's advocate for just a moment i understand dr fauci has a job he's infectious disease he's just trying to offer his expertise opinion on what is happening and how we can minimize the damage basically but he's also not being realistic i mean let's just be honest can we just quote joe biden here for a second would you just shut up man right i really wish he would too you know, he's talking about how, well, Thanksgiving is going to look a little different this year because blah, 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 blah. You know what? 
COVID is part of our life now. It's not going away. There are several different strands of it, just like there are several different strands of the cold and the flu. Well, you know, Biden says we need to learn to die with it. What? I didn't hear that. Yeah. In the debate, that's what... uh, Are you kidding me? President Trump said we just need to learn to live with it, and... Biden goes, yeah, we just need to learn to die with this disease. What in the hell? Why would you say that? That is so, he, how is that he, uplifting there and encouraging were actually, the people? Back to the debate, though, he, there were actually a couple of things. He uh, basically said he wanted to do away with the oil industry. Yeah, now that I heard, which is, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, so we're all going to drive electric cars. Yeah, don't get me started about electric cars. You know the the batteries and those things. Have you seen the uh, the the mining operations that they have to do these strip mines to get the lithium and and cobalt for those batteries? It just it's not not really e- e- what's the word e- not economically but e- ecology. It's just insane to me. This whole COVID thing is just. Oh my gosh, what a nightmare. I will be so glad when this is over. I mean, speaking as a medical professional as well, I mean, wearing a mask in the hospital, I get that. And I don't think that's going away anytime soon. I mean, we probably should moving forward because of all the stuff that's going on. But it's a hospital. It's it's germ infested. I mean, this is where people go to be taken care of when they have these germs. That I totally get. So also the uh, CDC... Uh, came out with numbers showing that the the lockdowns had a really or had and are having a really uh, deadly effect on young people. Uh, suicide rates are way up. Uh, you know, dr- drug overdoses are way up. Domestic abuse. Uh, yeah, because of the lockdowns. So, you know, the virus doesn't really affect young people anyway. I mean, there's like a point. It's it's like so minuscule point zero zero one or something like that percent i think the bottom line is we just have got to learn to live with this this is a new normal unfortunately it's just something that we're going to have to start being aware of and being cautious of and but we can't stop living our lives at some point we have to push the start button and, and continue living we can't just wallow we just we we we've come to a dead stop, and no one wants to try to jumpstart this again. And we just have lot we've got to learn to live with it, guys. It's it's not going away. We cannot do this indefinitely. So I don't well, know. Well, you know, hopefully after November third, things will. I don't know though, because if Trump wins, I think it's going to be just we're going to continue living like this for the another another four years. Yeah, I, I don't every, know. Every time there's a. A, a bad strain of flu. We're going to have to be locked down, and I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. I am just so sick of this whole subject. I just can't wait to move on. I just—did you ever think, in your wildest dreams, back in March, that we would be celebra- celebrating Christmas? No, I, I thought masks? I thought after about two weeks, people will realize this thing is not that big a deal. Because I was looking it? at the numbers, the, the, and the numbers coming out of Italy, which was supposed to supposedly the worst hit at that point. Whoops. Yeah. I don't know. It's just insane. It I wasn't c- that bad at all. I just can't believe that we're <laughs> we're still I thought, I thought after two here. weeks and then two months later it's like this is this is going away. And then really just about a, a couple months ago it's like, okay, hasn't everybody in the world been tested? 
<laughs> it seems like it for sure. And then they got these d- drive-through testing facilities t- testing people. Which is why there are so many cases, people, because we've tested so many people. And it doesn't mean just because you have COVID doesn't mean you're going to die. It just means you're going to be sick for a few days and then you'll be fine. So anyway, we've got the election coming up. <coughs> uh, ne- not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. So. Which I wish Missouri had some kind of early voting option. You you can going if you to can, the ballot. You can go uh, vote a- absentee vote voting live. I guess I- if but you're over the age of sixty five or if you have a health condition, uh, there's a couple other. Yeah, things. I mean the restrictions are go the up there. Yeah, the restrictions don't really apply to us. Uh, but so that means that we have no option other than and there's certainly no there's no way I'm going to mail in a ballot because it's just going to go into Neverland and my vote's not going to be cast. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So. Speaking of that, we've got this. There, there was an article from Judi- Judicial Watch this week that shows that there's uh, three three hundred and fifty three counties. Have one point eight million more people registered, registered to vote wow. than the actual number of people living in the counties. Which is encouraging. That's awesome that people are getting out registering to vote. But it also kind of disturbs me that they're just now registering to vote. No, there's more. There's more people registered to vote than actually live there. One point eight million. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, I gotcha. So that's a little bit disturbing. But there has been an uptick of people registering to vote, and it just kind of bothers me that they weren't registered before now. Because if you want your country to get better, you got to get out there and get involved, guys. Which means casting your vote and paying attention to what's happening. Because you know, they're going to slip a lot of stuff by you when you're not paying attention. And this is kind of where this is why we are where we are now because of that very reason. But anyway, and then there's that one article, Kevin, that I wanted to go over before we wrap it up. Um, the counter argument to liberals against Trump and some of the things they <laughs> I thought that was really good. Might be kind of a good thing to end on. Uh, let's see. We're trying to pull it up here. Let's find out where it is. Also, uh, while he's pulling that up, I felt really bad about hearing about Rush Limbaugh's prognosis. That makes me really sad. And it made me even more sad to see once again, people coming out and cheering for his death and waiting for his death to happen. And I just think that's so sad. I guess people don't understand that when you, when you make fun of someone dying, that, you know, eventually you're going to be in the same boat, that you are going to die. Death is inevitable. Yeah. Yeah, Again, it's the, you know, the primarily people, uh, members of the party of love and compassion and tolerance that are, are rooting for his death. You know, the Democrats, always get on this thing where they're just they, they're just rooting for someone to die. And it's it's almost like they're rooting for someone to die not understanding that you yourself are going to die. I mean, everybody's going to be facing this dilemma, you know, however that looks for you at some point. So I don't understand why you think that's never going to happen to you because death is never something that should be celebrated for whoever whoever's going through it and it just makes me sad that we've gotten so people are just so full of hatred and bitterness it just it makes me sad okay so here's speaking this, of haters yeah speaking of haters so this is basically some counter arguments to the liberals that have you know reasons i use that term loosely for hating donald trump so let me give you an example so a hater says well he said he'd repeal repeal and replace obamacare what happened to that well He removed the tax penalty, which removes the mandate. Congress now just has to move with its replacement. 
He can't do it by executive order. You do know Obama had very little to do with the writing of the ACA, which is the American Care Act, right? Not to mention that Trump signed four executive orders to cut insulin and prescription drug prices significantly. So he has made quite a few strides with Obamacare. Oh, let me scroll down a little bit. Um, let's see. There's some other things in here that you can kind of. Well, you know, I don't want to get off on a tangent here, but really the government just needs to stay out of health care. And they that would really that would do. be the fix for that. They really do. They just need to let the you private know, market take over. We don't need a health care plan. We can just let the free market take care of it, basically. But I will say, to play the devil's advocate for a moment, our health care cost has gotten out of control and astronomical. Yeah, that you know when needs they to have some kind of. We're trying to pass Obamacare. They said well, everybody's health care costs, health care insurance is going to go down. Twenty five hundred dollars per way year. Way up. Yeah. Way up. There, there you go. Well, he said he built. A wall in Mexico was going to pay for it. Ha, ha, ha. What happened to that? Well, they've built over 260 miles of new wall so far, and he's renegotiated NAFTA, costing Mexico billions of dollars that were given to them by Bill Clinton through the returning of jobs in America. Okay. All right. So there's that. Um, let's see. Well, he got impeached, for God's sake. Yes, impeached by partisan House and subsequently acquitted, as there was no evidence that the president did anything wrong, no quid pro quo. Yeah, we had the whistleblower, you know, the whistleblower that some, some anonymous person said that there was a phone call and basically accusing President Trump of what Joe Biden has done on camera, you know. Yeah, that's what it goes, it goes on to say. And by the way, you know, Joe Biden actually admitted on national television to doing that exact thing while he was in office as VP, right? I bet a lot of people don't know that. If, um, if they're watching the, the regular news, they do not know that. Yes. He said, well, he said everything will be fine as far as this COVID and everything, and this will end. Well, did you really want him to run around screaming that the sky was falling? Yeah, and that, you know, they, of at, course he's at the first, to. the predictions were that there would be 2.3 million deaths. Uh, and, you know, there's been a, a lot of deaths you know over 200,000 but nothing like they were originally predicting so yeah well he didn't <coughs> close the borders in time well he announced travel restrictions on January 31st and was called a xenophobe for doing so while the, all the while Nancy Pelosi and Bill de Blasio were walking in Chinatown telling everyone to come on down the water is fine yeah you know basically the d Democrats are just the orange, orange man bad party they, they have nothing I mean really they have nothing except they're the anti-President Trump Well, party. listen to the way he talks. He's nasty. He's not how I want my president to sound. Ah, uh, now we're getting somewhere. You don't like his personality. And everything you've mentioned up until now is because you don't like his personality. So for you, it seems personal and not about the job he's done. So listen, if you want a president who will tell you whatever you want to hear, flip-flopping on every issue, not getting anything done his entire time while in office, but who sounds like a nice guy, even though he seems seriously impaired, then Joe Biden is definitely for you. That's what it comes down to. It's all the arguments that the, the liberals have against Donald Trump is they don't like him. He's nasty. He's mean. He's not a very nice guy. He comes across as not very cultured and political, and which is exactly why we like him. Yeah, just standing up to the news media and the establishment in Washington is really what, 
I, I don't like a lot of things um, that he says for sure, uh, that President Trump says, but he's standing up against the establishment for a change. And, and that's, that's why people like him and want to yeah. vote him back into office. So anyway, people, I think I'm hearing some music. Uh, <laughs> I could go on forever, but it's a good thing Kevin's here. He's he's going to wrap it up and we're going to move on with our lives. All right. Well, you have a great week. And we'll talk to you next time. Okay. Bye. All right.